0: Picture this. You hopped on the band rocket and now you're on Planet Butter, a world made of delicious, sparkly peanut butter volcanoes and an adorable disco ball of self reflection is whirling around in her red convertible. Wow, it is my seventh episode, guys. Welcome to this Self Friendship Podcast. I'm Blizzard Planet. Thank you to all of my Substack subscribers because you make this show possible. I actually recently added a seven-day trial option if you want to get a feel for it. Or I also added a new tip option out of respect for those who want to support me and simply don't want the commitment of a subscription. That said, to be notified of new episodes and receive more content, sign up for my Substack. Okay, now I'm super excited because my picture book, Planet Butter's first book, Planet Butter Party of One is officially complete. This is where the world of Planet Butter comes to life and Blissy, the disco ball of self-reflection, bops around showing exactly what self-friendship looks like in action as her party of one. The ebook will be available this weekend, January 19, 2021 weekend. And I'll be setting up my print on demand distributor for next week. Week. So get your ebook now and your hard copy next. I'm super excited to share it with you all, and I hope you guys love it. And please let me know your feedback on it. So, as always, if you want to email me to shift your perspective about something challenging you're experiencing or with any questions about self friendship, or if you want to share a story about your party of one, self friendship podcast at gmail.com. Today, I'm going to tell you my answer to last week's question, as always discuss the depths of duality in relation to loneliness and self-friendship, share why I say it's your world and you're living in it, a how that I will take responsibility for in response to last week's episode. I will also share a party of one story and insight to my book art development. And then, of course, we will finish with a brand new episode. Nope, a brand new question for you to self-reflect, self-connect, And email me, if you so desire, selffriendshippodcast at gmail.com. All right. My answer to last week's question, which was, what's a mantra or default phrase, as I called it in last week's episode, that you use that makes you feel good slash replaces quote-unquote negative or unpleasant thoughts? For me, two mantras that I say every single morning and in moments where I need it, I will say... I am expanding in abundance, success, and love every day as I inspire others to do the same. Which I got from Gay Hendrick's book, The Genius Zone. Highly recommend. Or it might have been The Big Leap, actually. Mm. Read both. <laughs> but uh, he offered that mantra and I loved it and I have adopted it. And the other one that I use, which I don't know where I got it from, I might have made up some of it and... Let's go like a remix. So I think I got it from somewhere and then I made it my own, which is today is a beautiful day of opportunity. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. I open myself to the universe and trust in the unfolding of my life. I find these to be extremely grounding and remind me that everything happens for a reason and I'm right where I'm supposed to be. So stay present. Email me your answer if you'd like selffriendshippodcast at gmail.com. Now, for the depths of duality in relation to self-friendship. Last week, I discussed that upon self-reflection, we are allowed to change our perspective on past factual events, and it can actually be empowering to do so. And since recording that episode, I rediscovered a comment that I made on Chris Williamson's reel from his Modern Wisdom podcast about how his darkest moments gifted him with some of his best attributes. Most fascinating to me is that we as people have the capacity to operate in duality, experiencing a quote-unquote negative perception while taking quote-unquote positive action subconsciously. Specifically, in acknowledgement of the reflection of dark moments, identifying gratitude for favorable or strong character traits that developed during those times when, at the time and sometime thereafter there was actually a quote-unquote negative perception of that experience. Yet, while enduring the experience, the choices made in response to the seemingly negative circumstance, I just added that, or the actions taken during those dark times reflected a subconsciously strong character and mind. Hence, this more recent reflection of his and gratitude For those specific traits developed during that time. Which brings me to duality in relation to self-friendship. Specifically relating to loneliness because that is one of the most common interpretations of what self-friendship or party of one are. Self-friendship is not about loneliness. Nor is it because of loneliness. Self-friendship is a tool that we have when we are faced with loneliness. Loneliness itself is actually an opportunity. Much like Chris shared in his video, the strengths of his character developed during his extreme loneliness. And likewise, I believe much of my own strength has come from my loneliness. As humans, we are social creatures by nature. So even though I've always enjoyed my alone time, that doesn't mean that I haven't also experienced loneliness. Hence, duality, self-friendship, and loneliness can coexist. And I think the reason that loneliness becomes such a valuable experience is because it is unnatural. We are pushing our boundaries of comfort in those moments and we are faced with experiencing our individualism in depth. To bring this full circle, my comment on Chris's post is essentially acknowledging that stories resulting in appreciation of character development demonstrates that our opportunity with loneliness, whether we're aware of it or not, highlights the deepest parts of our subconscious. Do you adapt to your loneliness or do you succumb to it? Which actually brings me to a quote that I wanted to share this week, which is perfect because I didn't realize how perfect that this would be when I first quoted it. Well, when I first read it, I just knew I wanted to read it on the podcast and now it fits amazingly. So here we go. It is from Jay Omar, who is my favorite architectural designer. He posted this on his Instagram story. He has amazing stories, and amazing houses. I highly recommend it and he's very insightful. So I asked him if I could share this on the podcast and he said, yes. So here we are, Jay. Jay Omar Design is his Instagram. He wrote with, in the scene of a beautiful kitchen on the ocean. He writes, creativity is rooted in, as a friend once said, the glorious playground of your emotional self. Accessing this part of yourself at will without succumbing to its darker side is a practice I've mastered after 36 years. It's like navigating the edge of a bottomless whirlpool. I just thought that was really beautiful. Take from it what you will. Go look at his page if you want to see beautiful houses. (laughs) Now, why I say it's your world and you're living in it. Everyone has an internal world and an external world, which is kind of like the lightness and darkness that Jay just, uh, that I just read to you guys. Our internal world can equate to self-friendship and our relationship with ourselves. Our external world, we can equate to party of one, our relationship to the world. Your self-friendship or internal world is improved when you can non-judgmentally become curious about yourself. Look and listen to yourself like your ideal best friend would. Self-friendship is a daily practice for a reason. Your party of one or external world is created by your sense of your internal world. The stronger your self-friendship, the cooler your party of one. Okay, now a how that I will take responsibility for. Last week, I said don't ask me how to practice self-friendship because you need to ask yourself what. If you're curious more specifically about that, go listen to last week's episode. The how is living and being and practicing. Before I share the how that I'll take responsibility for, I thought it might be helpful if I share an example of what works for me. So for me, I'm really big on signs. And the universe is always giving us signs, in my opinion. And you can kind of choose your own. Just recognize what resonates with you and makes you feel lucky, grounded, reminds you that you're in the right place, keeps you present, connects you with maybe a loved one that has passed away. That's another form of signs. Um, laura lynn jackson is a great person to um, follow if you are into signs and especially uh, in relation to loved ones who have passed um okay so for me signs are a big one and some of the signs are like spiritual numbers like repeating numbers two; three, three, three. Twenty-three is a lucky number for me lucky pennies of course and Blissy, the disc of all of self-reflection, is always an amazing sign for me because anytime I see her, I'm just like hee hee hi, and I get all excited, and it's just grounding. And so the other day, I was, I or I had to drive to park my car at my friend's house, and then take an Uber from there, and the Uber beat me there by like ten minutes. So I felt pretty bad that I was keeping the woman Robbie waiting. So I got kind of pan, I was like a little panicked because I was. Like I didn't want to keep her waiting. It's rude. And so I was driving a little fast. (laughs) And by the time I just like whipped into a parking spot when I got there and I saw her car waiting, I was like, oh God, okay, I got to go. And as soon as I whipped into the parking spot, I look at her car and her license plate has 111. And then I turn my head to get out of the car as I'm opening the door. And Blissy is hanging off of the front porch of the house right there. And I know Disco Balls, themselves. blissy is very popular these days, but it's really not that common to see them hanging off of houses. That was the first one I think I've seen. Uh, So actually that's not true. (laughs) I've seen a bunch, but it was exciting nonetheless. And it was reminding me that it's okay. All good. And in the process of my panic, I was simultaneously reminding myself it's okay. Everything happens for a reason. Those are also two types of very, very short phrases that are default for me. It's okay. And everything happens for a reason. Because they're just, it's, if you don't want to believe that, you're just choosing to make life hard, honestly. (laughs) Because you can just decide that it is okay instead of thinking that it's not okay just for your own chaos. Like, even if you don't, like, even if something complicated or challenging is happening, you can can just tell yourself it's okay and that it happens for a reason and it's like way more chill. <laughs> like you could just enjoy yourself that way. I hope that was helpful. <laughs> and now, though I won't tell you how to practice your self-friendship, I will take responsibility for offering you how to think about things. Self-friendship is essentially just a frame of reference. It's an incredibly grounding and helpful frame of reference for me. And Another way to think of it, it's a lens to look through, a perspective, and I'm really fucking good at navigating perspectives. So I can help you with how to look at your self-friendship, how to think about it, how to look at a given situation, just give yourself options. But I can't tell you how to navigate your self-friendship in a way that is most effective for you. Only you can do that because it's up to you to listen to your body, see how it feels, see what energizes you, see what doesn't, and... Give yourself the time and space to connect with your intuition and then you will know. But I will not know. So that is what, what you need to figure out, which is why I say what, not asking me how. And for example of me offering how to think of something in relation to somebody else's self-friendship, this week my friend called me saying she feels like everything is up in the air and was A little overwhelmed and stressed about it. And we laughed because it was, it's very true for her right now. Um, But it's a moment of growth, is the thing. But then honestly, like, even if you think something's settled, it's still up in the air in the sense of anything can change at any moment, really. Anyway, that was not my point. Here's the thing that this is what I offered to her as a perspective to consider is that everything is exciting when it's up in the air, it's a surprise of what's gonna happen next. And here's why. Because she is already giving her time and energy towards things that are energizing to her, that are exciting to her, that she wants to expand. So this initial stress is actually excitement. It's the same chemicals actually, nerves and excitement, cortisol. So the body doesn't know the difference. So you may as well consciously think about it as excitement because on a deeper level, your body doesn't know the difference. So you may as well meet your body with the more positive lens of the same freaking chemical, okay? Science. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so when you are trusting yourself and dedicating yourself to creating the life that feels best for you, the universe will only give you the best. And so for everything to be up in the air for her, it's actually extremely exciting. And for you, if you're experiencing something like that, it's an opportunity to think of it as exciting. If it feels risky, that's a good thing, especially and really only if you are doing things that are trusting yourself and following your intuition and giving you energy and making you feel good. Then the universe is going to be like, here is everything you want. Bang, bang, boom. Now for the party of one story. So actually, it's a follow-up story to last week's party of one because the party of one never stops. (laughs) I got my ears pierced for my birthday, re-pierced, and then one new piercing. And the new piercing was like this exciting one for me just because it was so new. And (laughs) when we finished piercing that piercing, Nikki, my piercer, who is also a Reiki healer and is an amazing human – she was so cute. And she's like, this is the grand finale. And each piercing was like, you get your own wish. You get to set an intention for each one. All the great things. And when we finished my third piercing, the grand finale, it was 1.07 p.m., which is the same date as my birthday, which is 107, January 7th. And it was on my birthday. So that was a very exciting and cool story. And then I am now in Miami, not in L.A., and my ear was going, buddle, buddle. that's my ear being inflamed, pain, inflammation. <laughs> and I had to get the earring out because ouch. And so I took out the earring with this place here, Iris Tattoo and Piercing in Miami. They are also fucking amazing. And I made friends with the girl there. We had about an hour long chat about books because she's an obsessive book reader. And I love that about her. And she was telling me so many things. Anyway, when I left that, it was eleven eleven a.m. So we got one o seven on one o seven, and then when I removed the earring, it was eleven eleven. Make a fucking wish. I mean, come on, how cool? So I kind of just feel like we we went full circle there on the lucky numbers and the experiences and so on and so forth. <laughs> All right. This Party of One story actually does lead us to Planet Butter's first book titled Party of One, releasing this weekend, as I mentioned at the top of the episode. And I also talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but now that I'm finished, I'm going to shed a little more light. So I actually wrote the, I wrote the book two years ago and I suddenly changed the ending last, well, two, not this recent New Year's Eve, but the to 2023 New Year's Eve because I basically lived out the story that I had written and I realized the ending was different. I was like, wait, this is not how it goes. (laughs) So then I rewrote the ending last year and over the course of all of this time, I have talked to a variety of illustrators, animators, blah, blah, blah. Got a lot of samples, a lot of things. And quite honestly, by the end of it, I was just like, you know what? I live in a time where artificial intelligence has the capacity to make fucking art at the tip of my fingers with words giving creative direction which is a skill of mine so i'm going to do that so i gave myself from new year's eve this year to january 7th my birthday new year's eve to my birthday a nice little 7 day window to make all of the art for Planet Butter Party of One, and I used Adobe Firefly to create the foundation of all of my images. And I used this foundation to then create different layers and do different effects and editing. And I also took my the character art that my best friend Diana Polis made of Blissy and put the true version of Blissy throughout the book layered on the images and all this fun stuff. So it was a very intense process because the opportunities are limitless with AI. And my thing was like, I just want to make this as ridiculous, silly, fun, and cool as possible. And I believe I did just that. And so it was a lot of fun. It was very challenging. There was a learning curve. I think by day four, I was like, around the learning curve or at least on the curve (laughs) and there's still so much more to learn but I'm really excited by it and it was a really cool experience and if you're curious to learn more about it uh, before you get your copy I published an article on Substack this week titled how AI enhances your innate creative genius where I discuss my experience using, to cre- using AI to create the art for my book as well as discuss my perspective on AI's influence on creativity while cross-referencing founder of Netflix, Mark Randolph's recent article which discusses AI automation and author Gay Hendricks' book, The Genius Zone. And finally, that brings us to our question for you to leave with to self-reflect, self-connect, and hopefully email me Selffriendshippodcast at gmail.com. The question is for this week, where in your life do you recognize duality? And a bonus question, did you enjoy Planet Butter's first book? Please let me know, especially the bonus question. I would really appreciate it. I'm very excited to share it with you guys. So I hope you're equally as excited to receive it. And if not, let me know what I can do better. All right. Have a beautiful week. Happy birth life living day. Congratulations. You're alive. Have a beautiful day.